No, but I've got a boyfriend. So the anxiety building in you. Three. No, okay, so three, two, one, go. X-ray magazine. It's coming in now, and it's all. Uh, no, I, I actually have memorised that whole bit. I actually yeah. posted on Twitter actually that whole bit because it's so good. A little sign of what's to come in this episode because I know pretty much all my comment, all the comedy characters and all the fake adverts are going to be in our favourite quotes already. But yeah. anyway, this but, is the D Trap Spinners with Miles Pennell and Gary Forrestal. Gary, how's your week been, man? Mate, um, just been sort of doing writing about uh, race, racism. One of my favourite topics. I, I, I did an analysis of an article in the Daily Mail. I'll stop this, Steve. You're boring me. Oh, I thought you'd be interested. No, go on. No, yeah. I am. Funny story about the Daily Mail. I told you about this, didn't I? When, when Brexit happened, I went into a Sainsbury's on the day of the vote and I bought all of the Daily Mails. <laughs> it cost a fiver. And then oh. I just said, and then I went, I'm just going to bend these to the person. And the person just went, yeah. Yeah, they like, just. I was like, like you absolute tool case. Why did you spend you six pounds lining the pockets of Rupert Murdoch? And then I did put the Rupert Murdoch. Thing in. Oh, cool, isn't it? But... Whatever, doesn't matter. But but yeah, I mean, Sorry, was, I picked the article because it was it's so racial. There's so many racial answers. Anyway, we're not going to go into that. But that is how my week has been. Got it in yesterday. So I'm just just sort of just chilling out, mate. Just what 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 are the main takeaways? What are the, what is your conclusion on race that we're all the same and that we all kind of is that what you came up with? No, um, actually, the white people are superior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a joke. Do you really want my um, conclusions on the the essay? Keep it short. Well, it's difficult, but um, I compared a offence of money laundering from a black defendant, a Muslim defendant, I found another article with a white defendant, the way that he described them and positioned them is completely different, very sympathetic with a middle-aged white woman, very, very scathing and racially, racial undertones. But racism has gone from years ago in you word, you, you, you know, those terrible, like, so a really over racist to they're in a gang if you ever see that gang they're always associated with black men so they use different words that are coded that are more subtle that are just as harmful and allow the racism to go unchecked because if anyone read the article to Daily Mail they said we never said we never mentioned he was black we never mentioned he was Muslim but everything they did around that did did reference those things anyway i don't think i knew that already in a way it's all up here mate it's all up here in the in the mind bank yeah miles pernell not (laughs) elegance ladies and gentlemen (laughs) what was it we were talking about narcissism i must say this i do still owe an email to sam i've i've pretty much written it i just need to finish it off so sam if you're a lot of you pressure for email. you. You will get an email, I promise you. But it's been a while. But yeah, I've been looking forward to this because we haven't done a D Trout Spinners normal show where we re- review one of series two, which we're still doing. We haven't done that for over a month. We've done uh, X Fem in the Community Special. We did an interview. We had a couple of weeks where we couldn't record. So it's been ages. Slash be bothered. Because I. I, I I, I had to do some bloody prep for this episode, whereas like yeah. interviews and things you don't have to That's prep. That's music to my to my ears. That is. Is it? I sort of. Oh, I'm quite excited to see what you've come things. up with. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, m- no. By by prep, I mean like writing down my favourite quotes. Yeah. I have scribble notes on the back of a fag packet. Spoke about this off air. Like I wasn't going to do this, but I am going to do a, a little, <laughs> a little, just a cheeky little feature. It's not really a feature, oh, but it's just, edgy Gary, edgy it's, Gary. It's, it's, it's as edgy as you'll ever find. It's alternative comedy. It's like the 1980s again. Well, the reason I'm worried is because I'm worried of my uni people here. If they hear, if they took it out of context it sounds offensive and they're very i plan by the end of this episode to take all of your funding away from your scholarship yeah no that's another 45 grand mate i, I need that <laughs> need that no and by the way that's over three years so that's yeah all right it's not, i'm not paying that uh no actually the src is it's a private organization 
This week we discuss episode 36, 26th of April 2003. This episode is notable for the introduction of the characters Camp David, the right queer gay, and Holyfoot, the little funny Chinese fella, as well as Ricky leaving the studio in the middle of Monkey News. I'll put a link to the original show in the description, so do feel free to go away, listen to that, and then when you're ready, maybe make yourself a nice cup of tea or pour yourself a nice glass of cold Sauvignon Blanc and uh, join us now. (laughs) <laughs> get the gin out no i'm joking <laughs> sam um he can take it it's i i think um and you haven't actually asked me but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and Do say it. it's a it's a very good episode it's up there with maybe in the certainly in the top 10 of episodes maybe not in the top five but it it starts off very strongly maybe flags a bit in the middle and then ends strongly with monkey news and uh rockbusters answers and things like that so but yeah the it's not just all about the camp the camp the characters i was i was when i before we started recording this i thought there's no way i'm going to mention i'll mention holy foot but i won't mention how are you spelling that gary (laughs) i won't mention camp dave but i i just did my mistake but um yeah it's uh it's a good one it's it's funny that i noticed all of the ones where carl returns whether it's from a, a scheduled break or illness or holiday or anything like that there's always more antagonism at the beginning and than there usually is and there there is there's kind of that spark it doesn't get too nasty but it just it just sort of it yeah. makes it you know you you sort of you you listening for what's happening next even if you know because it's kind of like getting a bit it's a bit ten, the bit of tension which always helps this show kind of it makes it seem more real and it's more interesting so it's a good start I think the yeah the the comedy characters that's not the best bit. Do you not think? Do you seriously not think that's the best bit? That is the best bit. That's what this episode's all about. The the Camp David, the right queer gay, Holyfoot, the Levine Chinaman, and um and also the the adverts that he records, the Doctor Frog and the <clears throat> X-ray Max, the sort of Derek no, it's style. Just, just coming to that, that that is my favourite bit. Is the yeah, it's the talk around that. But the comedy characters are funny. And it's funny, the residual bits of, I think it's in my favourite quotes, but um, where Ricky sort of muses, uh, he he mused, he questioned, like, is this show offensive? Not not referring to the comedy characters. And Steve goes, ding dong, like, just like, oh, yes, (laughs) this is what we were just doing about 10 minutes ago. That that's funny. And I do like the comedy characters. It's just not necessarily my favourite bit. But it's overall, it's a very strong episode. It's uh, it's up there. I mean, favourite quotes. I always say to you, limit it at five and you sometimes have 10. I say, no, we'll do five. I've got about 13, but I won't. (laughs) And the, okay. most of them, interestingly, came from the beginning of the show, the first mm. half hour. I know so, what you mean. But it does, it takes, on that note, actually, whilst, whilst we're sort of here, it takes Ricky 16 seconds, I counted them, for him to bring up the fact that <laughs> that Steve's ill and that Carl's already annoyed. Yeah. Carl's already annoyed. So Ricky's straight into action with his, with his big ladle and he's ready to stir the pot. And I do agree with you. After those breaks, when everyone's and the antagonism is much heightened, is much more heightened. I, I think for me, this is like the perfect concoction. What I look for in the perfect XFM episode. Episode. So I'm a, I'm sort of agreeing with you. It's one of my. It's probably one of my favourite episodes. This. So I'm really looking forward to this discussion. Well, we're out. We're having it now, mate. Um, but no, it's uh, it's certainly up there in my top ten. Wouldn't necessarily say it's the absolute favourite. all the all the quotes I've got are funny to me that they make me laugh or not laugh but as much as I ever laugh which is just a slight smile yeah um none of them are in were like so stand out that they were like a classic they were very good so there's there isn't a real classic classic moment to this show but all of it is very strong and very good and uh yeah Ricky absolutely is stirring he is stirring so bad because he's like What's the bit where he says... Well, he starts it straight away, doesn't he? Because he goes, cut, Carl, you're not impressed. You're oh, not, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why... why... Yeah, that's <laughs> when, it, when she says... Steve says he's gone back to his, his parents in Bristol. What do you think of that, Carl? You know, it's just those little comments. It's like, you know, come on, come on, come on. I know you. Also, all I need to say, and you're going to you're gonna slag Steve off because you're brilliant at it. But actually, with that, <laughs> I'm with Carl in that one. Like, it's so... It's so weird to me to kind of like the thought of being ill 
and going to one of my parents. Like, if I turned up and I had a cold and they were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like they wouldn't even, they wouldn't kind of look after me. It's, it's, I, I think you should be, I, I'm, I'm kind of more with Carl in that. Like once you're an adult, you can go to your parents and if you're ill, they might give you a tissue. <laughs> But um, I don't think your parents should be. How, how no. well did you get on with your parents, though? Because <laughs> that will inevitably help. I used to go around my grandma's house when, you know, when you had sick oh, at school. Yeah. And that was the best experience. I remember one time, like, she'd always make me, like, my sort of get well soon fixed recipe was steak and chips. And she'd always make me steak and really? chips. Bizarrely. And then one time she gave me, like, a little bell. And she was like, now, darling, you could use this bell to summon your grandmother. And I was like, really? I knew it. I'm serious, and it was like That's, a little ding, 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 ding. David, David like, Mitchell tells that story of him having a bell um, oh, really? as a child at his grandparents' house, and, he, and it was a true story on Would I Lie to You. This so, is true as well. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying, but I'm just saying because it was on Would I Lie to You, I need to tell you whether it's yeah. true or false, and it was true, like, and so it's a known thing about it's David It's pretty Mitchell. outrageous, isn't it, that the, <laughs> your elderly grandmother is going to go upstairs and say, Oh, can I have another orange squash, please, in a cold compress and a hot water bottle? No, but actually, to be fair, grandparents, same with me, they they are the ones who would look after you when you're sick. And if I'm sick, my grandma always says, oh, come to see me, come see me. And I'll, you know, but I always worry about getting her sick. But I would go to them. But parents, oh, it's just like the thought of going to my parents when I'm sick. But it's interesting that there's basically it's another and he does this throughout his kind of early career. <laughs> he, he sort of peppers in references to Derek. He pep, he sort of brings mm-hmm. Derek out at different points. So we didn't know it at the time or people listening. But the first advert, that's Derek. That's, yeah. a, that's an outing for Derek, and a very early outing for Derek. A lot of, I, I suspect a lot, of, a lot of listeners probably know this and have seen it. But that that video, I think it was on an extra on some DVD that Ricky put out, some stand-up thing. But he did like a sort of two to three minute sketch of Derek. And for some reason, there's all these conspiracy theories on Re- on Reddit saying, oh, Ricky doesn't want these to get out because it's it's a huge like um, cover up for the the sort of sin- sincerity of Derek, whereas sort of the argument there would be, you know, he literally was taking the piss out of someone with learning difficulties. I, I agree with that person. Was that a poster on Reddit? Did you say? Yeah, like someone had posted it as like an MP4. And um, but it is on YouTube. I'll, I'll post. No, it's, I don't think it is on YouTube unless you well, check. I'll, I'll, find, I'll find somewhere and I'll post it in the description. No, but, but all I'm saying is it used to be on YouTube. I watched it years ago, but it Ricky had it taken off. Yeah, it's like Derek. It was like as if a news reporter was doing a feature on yeah, Derek, yeah. and he he was just showing him around the different rooms of his house and his, his grandma's house, and uh, it was quite it was quite quite funny. And I I would prefer if that was Derek, and it just there wasn't a series about it. It was just that yeah. was it was just a little character. Yeah, I agree with that poster actually. Probably he's so kind of worried about seeming to be taking the piss because Derek is like. Derek the series is sensitive it might not be that funny or entertaining but it's it he doesn't take the piss out of Derek Derek is shown as a warm character like a the good character but yeah this is like an outing for Derek as if and yeah it does sound just if you don't put that warmth to Derek it is a bit taking the piss out of people that's the problem with Ricky Gervais's writing nowadays like he views characters in binaries who are either good or bad he's got no like perspective on nuance and i know a lot of our no, earlier no, shows we talked a lot about you know i'm definitely not in a position to criticize ricky's writing stuff for christ's sake like he's made loads of money but for me it doesn't those those shows don't land anything after life's too shot onwards you know an idiot abroad aside they're they're great because they're carl projects but um that's and it, also on, on this note it. of um xfm plagiarism I, I know you weren't i don't know if you've seen it yet, but um life on the road the david brent um film he does actually resurrect holy fuck for that Is there's it? a bit he's he's part of a new office and he's met like a kindred spirit at the office and they they sort of have a bit of banter yeah he he resurrects holy foot he's got oh i've got a comedy character for it you're like it's funny because you you do sort of think is all this stuff just in ricky's brain or do you reckon he's like listen back to the xfm shows and gone i could use this i don't believe he does do that because holy foot is like a like i've heard people use holy foot before ricky it's it's like a the classic offensive chinese name that's not real it's but uh, but having said that there are other examples of ricky using 
things that happened on the XFM shows in his later work, either his stand up or yeah. TV. And some people have problem with that. I don't have problem with that at all because it's his work. Even if something Carl said, you know, the XFM shows are his jointly with Steve and Carl effectively. And it, it was his body of work. And you can plagiarise yourself in academia. Absolutely, You're not allowed yeah. to plagiarise yourself. But but I don't I don't I think in comedy it's okay to plagiarise yourself. You it's it's kind of Ricky's show, so it's okay to use things in later work. But yeah. yeah. I like it during the start when he's doing the whole comedy characters bit and he's he's going for names and he stops before he says them because he knows he knows they're offensive, clearly. And then Carl goes, right. And he says it a few times, but it's just I feel so sorry for Carl because he's going right. He's he's really trying to hold it down, like trying to hold this. But if there's anything to learn from the XFM shows is you can't hold Ricky Gervais down. He will do his red red ball to the flag, as as you know, Steve points out in one of the episodes, he will just do whatever the he likes and that's not to say it's got anything to do with the the listenership he would have he did it at the globes he'll do whatever the he wants but to be fair to ricky if ricky thought what he was doing wasn't entertaining to people he wouldn't just do it because he likes doing it he does do it because he likes doing it but he also knows because he's got a very good brain for this i know it's probably gone a bit wrong recently but he's got a very good brain for what's entertaining back in those days and uh, he knows it's funny but it's funny, you wait till that episode where we're going to get to where Ricky can't do his feature, where they do the um oh, take yeah. out the middle vowel. No, that I find that a really hard listen, it's but a hard, for all but the right for listen. all the right reasons. Like I was emailed in actually a few weeks ago and said <laughs> I can't wait till you get to that episode, and I can't wait either. So Steve talks a lot about um the the Benji shop, and I've done oh, a lot of um, it, just, it just was yeah. Bad. I found the menu to Benji's. Do you want to hear some of the offerings? Go on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've looked up before, but yeah, go on. So Benji's was like an old chain. It was started by someone. I think they set up the first one in Islington, but they're referring to the one in uh, Soho. Yeah, or, it was a it was a low it was a low rate or low class, not low class, but it was a low sort of quality pret a manger. That's this yeah. is sort of like the low. Well, the why cheap- don't Why don't they exist again? Because you can get a chicken with sage and onion stuffing sandwich for £2.20. All of their sandwiches are £2.20. Stick, they weren't joking where he could get two sandwiches for under a fiver. Really? Even they, they've got a gourmet sandwich, which is 30 pence more. So you could get a roasted chicken with mozzarella and pesto. I'm just going to I'm just going to make a, a, a prediction. I don't know. I might be wrong here. I might be wrong here. Yeah. I imagine the word gourmet is misplaced and not necessarily accurate. <laughs> I don't think it's gourmet in the sense that Gordon Ramsay's restaurants are gourmet. I, I just, I think, yeah, it gives a little bit of pesto in that with the chicken. <laughs> That's the gourmet. So their tagline was like a picnic basket, only bigger. Yeah, no, it's good. I'm all for, yeah. I've got my chicken at 150 I'm, for a, a bloomer. That's uh, yeah. better than Greg's, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't go to Greg's. But, um, you told me that one time you went to Greg's and you ordered been, two baker sandwiches. I was on the phone to you and I think you were going for a problem or something. There was something. There was some extra reason. We I remember been, that. Yeah. I think yeah. There's something. But um, I when I was going to the library, I haven't been to the library for months because it's been closed. On the way to the library is a Greg's, and I used to get a bacon sandwich every morning. But I was so hungry that morning that I ordered two. And, and I and I felt so bad afterwards after eating them. But I left the library after about half an hour as well because I was just so like I was like a snake. Who hasn't been in that? Uh, Greg's is my like hangover cure. Get a couple of dominoes. Dominoes for me. Yeah. I've got half uh, dominoes in the fridge. How are you going to heat that up? Are you going to put it in the oven or in the microwave? No, in the oven. In the oven. Oh, not a monster, are you? Who was in the right, Gary? Carl or Robin? Well, that, I mean, you don't need, that Robin is clearly, like, Carl is in the wrong <laughs> in that that scenario. In, in every single way, Carl is being, you know, Carl's an interesting person. That's probably a down point of his personality because that's a genuine thing that probably upset Robin. And, um, you know, clearly Robin's in the right, but then Carl has normal thumbs, so you no know, <laughs> way up. I don't know who's but better. I, do you not think though, 
Right, Carl kind of is right. This is a discussion they have towards like the, the midpoint of the show where Carl, they've, they've organised to meet up with a drink. Carl hasn't been told that Robin Ince, uh, who we've been trying to get on the podcast incidentally, yeah. is going to be at the pub. Carl finds him irritating. Ricky Ricky does by telling him Rick, that he wasn't going to be there that and lying deliberately. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what Carl says to Robin at the time is so offensive. <laughs> it's so it's so bad. But do you think he said that like because they do they contest that don't they they go on. Um, did you actually say he did? It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Steve. I believe he said. Yeah. It. But, but the fact that I said was he going to be here? You know I don't like him. I just I find there's a couple of times Carl this episode. It's quite hard to make me feel very awkward listening to and watching things nowadays. But those two moments really make me wince. There's this time and towards the end of the episode where he's talking about him going away with Suzanne's parents. Oh, I love, say, I love that bit. I, I know. I, I, I love, love that too. But, I'll come to but that. The, but the thought of doing that when you are trying to maintain the best relationships you can with your stepdad or stepmom you know it's always a cliche isn't it that the mother-in-law the mother-in-law but he's not he's, he's not that's the thing carl isn't trying to maintain the best relationship with his stepmom and dad. he doesn't should do i think he should but i'm saying he he doesn't he's that he's not even trying he, he couldn't care less about having a good relationship with them as long as they don't that's mental. i think that's mental like you can't you can't you can't go okay uh, especially he actively enjoys it he goes i'm loving this That's Carl, <laughs> I'm just, i love there's a little bit of darkness when carl says that goes, i'm loving this i love that story because it's not the funniest story carl's ever told it's not the most entertaining story carl's ever told about his his um his not childhood but past very recent past in this case it is funny and it's entertaining but it's not it's not like at the top but it's so real like it's so and I put myself in Carl's position and I can't I can kind I can unlike you I can empathize a bit with him <laughs> like I, t- I do understand that kind of wanting like if you're on holiday with your parent your your other and your their parents and their parents are always trying to come on and kind of do things with you but you just want some time on your own I can totally get that and I I'm with Carl there like I would have that's why you go on holiday on your own isn't it yeah exactly <laughs> this has never been an issue for me because no one's ever come on holiday with me um i am available for holidays if anyone's interested no i i no, i've been with uh with girlfriend's parents yeah i not holiday but days out no i'm just kind we've, of we've been on holiday and i found you passable we've have we been on holiday right, yeah. oh and to edinburgh oh edinburgh yeah yeah we, we didn't kill each other Spain. Yeah. That, well, we will do that this year. Well, hopefully next year. I need to drive for that. I can't wait to see you drive, and I can't wait to be that annoying. You won't be uh, saying that when I mount the roundabout, mate, when you're on the passenger seat. It can't be that bad. The roads there. It'll be all right. Well, you drive on the right as well, which is a annoying thing. Some would say the more correct way. Yeah, but um, another thing is that I've I think Rick is in this mode. Ricky always does this. He's like he t- always tries to cover himself, and you brought that up earlier that he was he was doing that this episode. But it's particularly kind of prevalent in this episode, I think. He's always you'll notice he's always the one who says the naughtiest stuff, but he's always the one that sort of says this is too naughty, and he he'll kind of he'll switch from one to the other. And it's that years later he'll yeah. get famous, and he could always point to the bits where he was saying like I just want to say one example Sorry. where. He actually goes, he he completely contradicts himself within five seconds. And it's yeah. where he says like... The uh, dog people. You're going to yeah, mention the dog yeah, people. Yeah. Yes, I was he's, about, I was literally about to say oh, that. Okay, yeah, so, he, he, you know, he's, Carl's describing it and like back leg, top half a woman, bottom half a dog, which is obviously bullshit. But, you know... And also, Carl, the first time Carl said that, he would have been reading from some sort of article where they probably that what probably was the term that they described. Maybe it's in the Victorian era the way that it is. Carl's describing it and he says, "Yeah, dog people," and Carl says, "Yeah, um, dog people, not dog people. They're human beings with just deformed legs." So he's kind of he, and that's the ultimate switcheroo for Ricky. He's kind of he'll say something naughty. It's not that naughty, dog people, but he's straight away like contradicts himself and he's like no no we can't say that like he's always the one saying we can't say this yeah, we can't say yeah, that yeah, yeah. like genuinely he'll make genuine points like that and then go on and say the because then he's like you can't say this they're just they're just you know they're normal people and then 
then they start to like do this little thing like steve says you know put down a bowl of wine and which is really it's a funny it's a funny part of the show but ricky then does an impression of her like and if you notice none of the other the other two don't go as far as doing an impression of an actual dog like they just funny jokes but ricky is the one who says no no we can't do this and as soon as it gets like into the chat about it he he'll interject with the most naughty thing that's been said and that's just an example one of many examples and it's interesting in the show and i'm not saying oh i don't like that bit of the show or oh it's too no offensive. i know yeah. i like it it's just it's just an example of how well, he does plays two he, roles he plays two roles absolutely and he does it again actually towards the end of the episode during the reveal of the rockbusters where carl goes ttd and it was Tourette's Trent Derby. Yeah, Tourette's Trent Derby. Tourette's, Tourette's Trent Derby. And then Ricky says, right, we're never doing this show again. And that's okay. You can say that because it's a shit rockbuster clue. But he's saying, right, if I'd have done that, if I'd have done a friend, it was Tourette's boy, friend of Holy Foot, Holy Foot, Foot, Foot. And it's like, no, the two are not comparable. They're not comparable. You can't go Holy Foot, which is a blatant, you yeah. know, pun against Tourette's Boy, which is a shit rockbuster clue. It's too really are... offensive because Tourette's, you know, all right, Tourette's is a condition. So you could argue that it's a bit offensive. But, yeah, I agree with you on that. No, so... no, no, not, not at all. Not not really, because he says that that bloke from the North Midlands can't stop swearing, which is exactly what Tourette's like okay no, that's not I know, what Tourette's is yeah i know but if you'd said um basically it's a mental stroke physical health condition so i i just i'm not saying it's too offensive it's a it's 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 a funny clue because it's so bad like it's exactly. funny that's the way, what and you steve, should take steve, away from it steve makes it steve makes that clue because of the way that he kind of delivers the the line and the way that he kind of introduces carl's who's going to say what the answer is and it's funny because it's so bad but it's it could be argued to be offensive but i'm agreeing with you anyway i'm saying that yeah that's an example of where ricky's like oh you can't do that you know and then straight away mentions holy fuck again like i if, as if i'd given holy fuck a friend like holy fuck's enough you know and but we, both of us are not saying like oh we listen to that and you know it's too offensive it is offensive you gotta i do too i i am entertained by it and i also acknowledge things that are offensive so it's it's a duality and it's kind of you know we like it obviously it's one of our favorites but it's because we kind of i don't want people to get the wrong impression when you're reassessing these shows nowadays you're always going to have this kind of but i'll tell you something you can't something you can also look back on and go oh that's a bit weird obviously we've got those comedy characters and he says oh might not be your sort of humor sort of chris moyles did stuff like that i've actually got some of Chris Moyles' old radio features from his um show at Radio 1. This one's called Blobbusters. This was in 1999-2002. In a tribute to Blobbusters, Chris played the host as Blob Holmes and team oh, members would be the contestants. Blob would ask questions such as what C did Nelson Mandela find in his garden? What P is Gary Glitter? And that's it. God, okay. With that, I mean, it's topical. <laughs> At the time, it's tough, at least. <laughs> OK, so this one, a uh, six o'clock moment from the early bit, the breakfast show. Chris would play a song, usually from the 80s, and get a member of the team to sing along with it. Unbeknownst to them, Chris would sometimes drop the backing track. That's not bad. I, yeah. I would probably do that feature. But you can't do that feature more than once without someone knowing that, well, he's going to drop the backing track track so that i'm just gonna because if you've heard it once if it, if it became popular you can't kind of fool people. it's like it's like um all right he's done it but ali g you can only fool someone by being ali g once and once it comes out and the video you yeah. can't keep fooling but anyway it's, it's not great feature so I, I can't imagine people who listen to chris moore's if you if you're out there and listen by the way and you can carry on with this and say if you're a listener who listens to chris moore's genuinely like it's okay you know i'll i'll, I'll invite you into my world in some way but i just want to know <laughs> what you see in chris moore's and what you find entertaining about him. I think he's probably mellowed now and is as he's gotten older. I don't mind. He's done a chat with Stephen Merchant and that's actually I might put I'll try and find that interview, but it's funny because Chris does actually bring up the fact that, you know, Steve and Ricky used to proper 
I might have been aware of that, but I forgot. But yeah, I think you're right. He's probably not mellowed isn't the right word, but he's kind of he's he's adapted and changed and he's yeah. not wacky. That's the thing I hate. Wackiness. Wackiness is the worst. Same with like kookiness in films. This one's called Camp Cops. This is bad. A set of short daily sketches where Chris, Dave and Will would put on camp voices pretending to be policemen for the UK build show where there'll be situations such as mistaking hair dryers for pistols. Okay. Okay. Um, Park catchphrase, which was that? I think that was quite a popular one, Mars, wasn't it? Mars, can we play Camp Cops next week? For a- <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> this one's called Dick Cheese. Hey, even saying that. He did that. This on- two thousand character based on the style of local FM reports. Dick featured in situations such as interference, cutting out the road names he was reporting on. It was sponsored by Robinson's Fruit Preserves, the only sort of jam you could look forward to getting stuck in. What does that even mean? Was it genuinely sponsored by them? I don't know. But, um... It wasn't. It's on Radio 1. This is one's called Early Portuguese. During Euro 2004, the team presented the show from a villa in Portugal, and Dave tried to teach Chris some Portuguese phrases every day, despite the fact he can't speak Portuguese himself. That's just teaching a bloke a language. No, that's all right. No, actually, it's not. Like, that's the only feature. It's the first one you've listed that I think, okay, I could kind of get a bit behind that because the thing that that makes that feature funny or I'm sure I don't know if they did it funny, but that could make the feature funny is the fact that the person who's teaching doesn't know the language at all. If If he knew Portuguese, it would just be a bit boring. You're just teaching in Portuguese. But because he doesn't know Portuguese and he's trying to teach it, it could it could kind of work. I'm just saying it could. Did you produce the Chris Moyle show back in 2002? Um, for what, from Birmingham University on the 13th floor of a, of a, <laughs> the student accommodation block, which is where I was. Maybe. Um, frog or dog? How about this one? I'll do two more. Frog or dog? Another of Dave's little features from the Saturday show. Two callers on the line and one has to do an impression of a frog, the other a dog. One variation was international frog or dog. It's oh, good, God. isn't it? Yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. Oh, this is this is the last one I'll do because I uh, is she really going out with him? One off feature discussing yeah, two writers on one off feature discussing odd celebrity partnerships such as Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones. What standard totally from right. circa <laughs> circa two two thousand wouldn't have made that observation before? No, Slash- I know. Yeah, uh, it's it's very dated and and kind of uh, a cliche. But it must be hard, though, to be to be fair to Moyles. And, you know, it's funny because they said, you know, we listen to Moyles because we listen to idiots as inspiration for The Office. Yeah, that's probably not fair. But that's the sort of thing that Brent would that's sort of thing that Brent would do in it. Like he would probably be a fan of Chris Moyles and his wacky stuff. I just so I just wish I wish Ricky had got through to Chris (sighs) Moyles when he's calling. I just wish he'd got through and done golfy, golfy, golf cart. (laughs) <laughs> I just, it just it pains me that he didn't. But um, yeah, so those were some features that the Chris Moyles show um, used to feature. Just listeners won't know this because Miles is going to cut some out and leave some in. But Miles actually went through 38 different features. And I <laughs> all of them. So but you didn't hear that because he's going to cut out the best ones. I'll now. tell you what, though, it, something, something, something that we could do for this for this show. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh we've still got um got our favorite quotes to come and uh xfm of the community but maybe why don't we end on this one send us your money chris said he was a bit short of cash so invited listeners to send money into the team chris read out their messages on air for the privilege he later discovered this policy is against bbc guidelines so it was banned but i don't think it's against podcast guidelines no no it's it's not so yeah send us um I'll post my bank details with the link to the show. Oh, sorry, I really wanted to say this because you might money. Actually, we should have mentioned this at the beginning, but basically we, we are on Patreon. That's not what we should mention. But, you know, you do join us on Patreon. You will get bonus shows, video content, things like that. There's only there's one bonus show on there at the moment. But we're going to post Gary it. with a beard. See, see me with a beard. But we have a new Patreon. Think it's we, a he. Think it's a he. We no, were talking Je- about personal pronouns not, before. It's not. It's a she. It's oh, Jesse. Jesse. 
Yeah, Jesse. but that could be a guy as well. Okay, so Jesse, let us know if you're a guy or a girl, but thank you so much. Jesse Arujo. Um Jesse Arujo. So thank you, Jesse, whoever you are. Whatever, whatever you are. Is a long-term listener, a DTRT, if you will, of the, of our YouTube community, and you can listen to all of the shows on YouTube because we're on we're on there as well. We're on YouTube as well, but we're also on Patreon. But don't send us your money. No, no I don't want that. You know, I, I wouldn't. Do. Want, I but, do. But sit. I sort of. Do, in yeah. a way. Okay. Well, How much money do you want? Because I told you, I told you about the. I've yeah, been on. Past, I've been, been playing, playing Nintendo Switch. Zelda. I've been playing lots of Zelda, but I've actually got a copy of Link's Awakening on the uh, on the Nintendo Switch. If anyone wants to buy that, twenty pounds O N O, and I'll send it to you oh, um, next day for free. Make make Miles a Christmas. Make make Miles a festive Christmas. Because I've got I'm going into tier three next week, Gary. Well, yeah, and that means not you. It's London, which has got fifteen. I don't care about the other Londoners. I care about me and my social life. Well, I'm in tier two. It's not that much different, but you know, it's like you don't have it's a social been life. Been in tier two since 2002. Listen, Miles has not been doing anything. He's been wandering around um, Breath of the Wild. He's been wandering around like on a horse, probably some of the time, like just just traversing this this huge world. And that's all he's been doing for the last <laughs> week. So you you wouldn't have done anything even if you were in tier three now, mate. <laughs> Welcome back to the D-Trout Spinners. I'm Gary Forrester. With me is Miles Purnell. You, you, for you, all you, I think, I don't even know what happens, but you heard a bit of silence, a bit of music, and then a bit more silence, and then me again. So it's not much of a break for you guys, but it no. was a little break for us. Do you know, Gary, I've got a little, I've got a problem, actually. So I went to the shop to see my little man to get some refreshments from the shop, and there was an Amazon parcel that was for me. And I was so excited to see a parcel because I was like, I haven't ordered anything. Oh, tell me your opinion on this. We've got a Zoom Christmas party for work, and we're also doing Santa, Secret Santa, where we have to open our presents in the Zoom screen. And there's going to be an award for Best Christmas Jumper best christmas background on zoom and all this stuff just makes me hate the 21st century can i can i come to that call to do that sort of thing those involve i hate secret santa zoom calls christmas jumpers fun forced fun you know carl would hate forced fun oh no sorry as mr dilkinson said um it was like he said it was he'd actually seen robin ince perform stand up live and he said forced fun is like the that's the definition of 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 a robin ince stand up and i've seen some of robin ince's stand up and it's all right but he is very he does do what ricky says he does talk really really fast and don't, don't get me wrong robin please do come on the show so i opened the amazon parcel opened it up right and it's a cigarette case that's weird and then a moustache comb because I usually support moustache. I don't at the moment, but because I'm I'm shaven, shaven haven. But I, I was I was like um I don't really know what it's doing. They, they put this note in. Right, I'll read this out. And it said, Amazon.co.uk, a gift from Anna. Enjoy so it's not gift. Enjoy your gift from SS. <laughs> so thanks Anna for uh, my secret <laughs> case, my moustache comb. Greatly appreciated. I look forward to pretending to be surprised when I don't open them up on Friday next week. And you don't even need. Are you it. looking? Are you looking forward to Christmas, by the way? Is um, that something in the Gary calendar? Do you? Is that something that you look forward to? Uh, well, I think the little baby Jesus deserves a you know a celebration of his uh, birth every satire, year. Satire that. Well, it's actually that's not satire at all. The baby Jesus. I don't think I haven't um, met him yet. But um, no, not particularly looking forward to Christmas. But I'm not. I'm not hating right. Christmas either. I'm just. But I'm a bit like Carl in that sense. I'm not. You know. What are you? You're not anything. I'm not anything. I'm kind of. But um, anyway, well, I think that's enough about faith and uh, celebration and fun. What's your favourite faith? Email in. This is favourite quotes. We do favourite quotes now. I think we should do, Let's do it. It's my uh, favourite. It's my favourite day. Yeah, that was my favourite day. So there's some quotes here that aren't like outright funny to me, but they are, they're just interesting quotes as well. So anyway, do you want to start off with your first one? Sure. So firstly, 
all of Ricky's ads slash comedy characters. You should have to, you should have gone through it. I know, so I was going, oh, Dr. Frog here took it. It was a brand new show. Yeah, no, everyone knows what I'm talking about, but yeah. they're all going in the Miles and Gary Bank. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll uh, I endorse that. Well, actually, I'll go do one that Ricky does in that voice because I've got one that's kind of. Okay. Are you like, going to do it in the voice? I'm going to do it in the voice. And I shouldn't do it because I'm worried about my uni thing. Stop worried about your uni thing. Um, No, but I've got a boyfriend. (laughs) Steve's got got some fantastic like laughs and comebacks to those, hasn't he? Don't talk shite twice. Don't talk shite twice. The best, really, not my favourite monkey news, but that's uh, that's a very funny quote. Yeah, that's good. No, it's too early to get there. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Carl oh, comparing it's, it's a... his his own illness, his own illness was stick. Tell me the next time one of his family dies and we'll have a chat. Yeah. And just again a slither of darkness from Carl. That's genuine uh, darkness. Yeah. We'll come to the supermarket and hang about in the frozen chicken. Chicken. But he has a, he's hesitates a bit, doesn't he? There. It's great. It's the chicken. Oh, but the hesitation makes it. I'm always looking for stuff, learning stuff as well as my doing my other job and that. Yeah. Just uh, love, love, love that. Just Carl yeah. coming back on. Like, is it because there was they're on this competing thing, like how who can be the hardest worker, you know, when they're all lazy, in fact. Like, but they they <laughs> do compete when they're kind of antagonising each other. Um, this is it's so satisfying to say in this voice. It's not the funniest quote, like, but it's just bravo, getting back with the Garibaldis. He's the best <laughs> I've ever had. Bravo. Bravo, getting back with the Garibaldis. It's the best I've ever had. Bravo. I just love uh, it. He's doing it someone with no teeth. Like, which, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny. Oh, do you know what? I was listening to some really early um, Series Zero, and there's a bit where um, Ricky's mum is talking, but she hasn't got her teeth in, and it, she's about 73 or something, I, I think. And it's just so sweet. I mean, we've said it before, but I'm an absolute softie, so I love anyone that's got, you know, a lovely relationship with their mum. Just love, I love, I love it. I mean, don't, don't look at me. You said something, you said something about, no, no, I'm not saying about you, but you said something about in the Laurie Peters interview when I was editing it, and it really made me, like, smile and you said um oh carl and steve meet up rick sometimes to have a meal and you said i don't know why but that's really nice to know that mm. and i know i, I know what you mean because it's just it's comforting for so many people and we'll get onto this with xfm and the community later but i think that show that we did with laurie peters i think a lot of people are going to be comforted a weird word to use but um, yeah, yeah I, 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 I think they will be knowing a those stories were true be that there's no hard feelings and you know everyone always thinks that ricky and carl and steve have all fallen out it's not the case just life takes hold doesn't it no, i always I, I i kind of like a little reunion story in general and obviously i've got a huge emotional attachment to steve and carl as we all do as listeners but even when you told me that steve had been on with chris moyles that kind of gives me comfort as well. I like to hear that as well. It's like nice that, yeah, there's not, there, there might be a bit of hard feeling, but this kind of like, you know, made it up, but particularly with Stephen Carr, because they're so antagonistic, it's so funny, and it's so brilliant to listen to, but it's just really nice to know that they do still speak and meet up for meals and things. I, I just, yeah. yeah, I find that pleasure. Absolutely. Granddad, are you, are you having a Twix? Yeah, that's a good one from Steve. That's he's, a great, nice way to wrap up that whole segment because he, he says, um, you're like the Oasis brothers. Like yeah. Oasis, you're so rude. Yeah. And that's actually true, actually, what he says, um, if you ever lost Suzanne, you'd be the loneliest man in the world, which that's unfair. Yeah, because I am. <laughs> that's true. I mean, you you just like no. Oasis. You're, yeah. you're not you're not rude like the Oasis brothers. No, no, but I'm the loneliest man. The loneliest man. So I've obviously thought I've got what I need, which yeah. I can totally imagine how difficult it was for Carl in that situation with the bosses coming in. <laughs> like, to that. It probably would have been Andrew Phillips as well, wouldn't it? Like, um, yeah, I've heard him. Well, no, but he had boss like other um, executives. Yeah, yeah, senior like, Oh, I'd like a severe blow. Get lost, yeah, David. We, I know. I was going to put that in, but. We, we say that when we're on the phone, anything that comes up, there's anything like blow, the word blow or any, not, not in a dodgy way, but just if anything around that comes up, we'll say, oh, I'd love to hear blow. I just like this bit. He's, this is a part of a wider quote, but this is the bit I like. Just 
What have I got? A lampshade. A lim- lampshade. A lampshade. It's one of Ricky Ricky slurs. We always like a Ricky slur. It's not like that. You, you don't have to have your head squoze. Squoze! Yeah. <laughs> and then the laughter that follows that. Um, that's fantastic. There's some great laughs from Ricky and Steve here. Like, um, yeah, we Steve did it once. a bit more in this episode than he usually does. Is that Holy Fook again? Well. I've actually got no more. Okay, I've got a couple. She had them on in the cab, which which is very good. <laughs> I, 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 and uh, <laughs> this is a real one that I like. Did you approve it? Yeah, that's great. Again, there are loads of people on the Reddit thread. God, I've got, I need to get a life playing Breath of the Wild and scouting Reddit threads. Well, I, like you, I mean, you must spend hours on these threads. I never go. Right. I probably should to put the work in, but no, you don't because you've got an actual life and you've got qualification. So, mate, mate, we've had a discussion about the show. We've had a little bit of chat at the beginning, a little bit of naughty chat. Um, we've had favourite quotes. I think it's time for XFM in the community. As we say, this is where we go for your feedback. And it's been a while since we've done a normal D-Trout spinners. So um, I've heard there's quite a bit of feedback. I've read some of it myself, but Mars is going to go through it and I'll react to it. This one's from Biggie56 and he is a new listener. He says, love your podcasts. I've been listening to the XFM show since about 2008 and I didn't think anyone else would get it. I'm 60 years old and my missus hates Ricky's laugh and she is not a fan in general, but she don't mind the animated series. But she has been brainwashed by my constant replaying of them. Now she even calls Clive Owen, Clive Warren. Outstanding interviews too, uh, fellas. Enjoyed them all so much. The Dickmeister was very good indeed and was nice hearing Lisa Ullman and Laurie Peters uh, gave so much insight and info into the world of RSK. Thank oh, you so much. Um, he hasn't left his name. He's got Biggie fifty six. But clearly, you're oh. doing something right in your marriage, though, because uh, you <laughs> know, you've been going for a while. It's yeah. not bad. How can I find a, a, a wolf? Might you be? Oh. Thanks, um, Biggie. Yeah, sixty years old. Interesting. You know, you know, it's like we we always kind of we talk off there. Sometimes we think like, what is our average age of listener? But it's interesting that we've got kind of a range. That's like. Um, you, you know, I just I generally feel that people are younger than they are sometimes. But the, the shows the shows have interest to anyone, you know, of any age, really. So, yeah, really interesting to um, hear that you have become a listener. And thank you so much for your feedback, particularly about the interviews. We, we enjoy doing the interviews. We really enjoy them. And, you know, we are not interviewers. We've not done it before, apart from the ones we've done on this show. And uh, but we always I think we feel kind of if we feel proud about anything that we do is is we felt more proud about the interviews, not because we think, oh, they're so brilliant and things, but just because we try to create this relaxed kind of style in which the person we're interviewing feels relaxed and talks a lot. And that's kind of what we've done. So um, it's the only thing we've done well. But and also and also great to know, um, you know, your wife's put, putting up with it because <laughs> my yeah. girlfriend doesn't think of the uh, our listeners as single. I don't know why. Not <laughs> it's insulting to them. I just do. I'm single myself. But then we had that email from the guy who met his wife in Canada via the shows somehow, like via an online you forum. Said, he just went to Canada from like Australia. I or love something. it. And um but in general, I think our listeners might be single. But it's good to know, Biggie, that you are partnered. And if if your uh, nickname is anything to go by, I can tell why. Oh, God, Gary. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. It's, it's... So this one is from uh, Laurie Peters. I wonder who he could be. Oh, right. um, yeah, Laurie, he's actually got in touch with, uh, with one of he's been commenting on our on our on our Twitter with, with regards to lovely comments that people have been leaving, which we'll read out yeah. now. And we found out, obviously, he was the, the caretaker of the Tottenham Courthouse where Radiohead uh, performed in Rainbows, recorded in they Rainbows. Recorded which, in Rainbows. Yeah, yeah, which is one of my favourite Radiohead. And actually, it was so nice hearing that because it combined two of my greatest loves, which is Radiohead and the XFM shows. And uh, I saw Radiohead live, actually, at a festival in Poland, open air festival in Poland, which is fucking amazing. But um, okay, so good, good for you. You seem Radiohead. But um, yes, um, Laurie years. said, Laurie said, Radiohead slipped Lord Cardigan twenty grand in cash brackets envelope what? 
recording there for two weeks mental really? 20k in pound sterling nope laurie you're full of such interesting information that is like yeah so you just would never know that otherwise I'd, I'd, how does that work though i mean for radiohead for tom york that's not much you mean that's work? just get slips of money great but, cheers but that doesn't, that's not how it works officially you but you just don't think of like that sort of un, like black market existing of like well, we'll record it here you go well i think yeah. i think of that like i i reckon that happens all the time in these sort of circles it must do well maybe i didn't didn't think it would but if that happened then but, but yeah. thanks laurie thank you laurie no that's interesting it's it's interesting nugget um and then we've got a few uh obviously the interview with carl's uh friend from from school and they're still friends now dory peters that's still available and uh why why would you say gary that's a really good episode for people to listen to i think it's very like we can interview all sorts of people we're trying to get lots of people involved who have been involved with the show on we've got richard anderson andrew phillips they're all people who have a an insight but i think laurie's insight is unique literally to him he's the only well certainly one of the only if not the only childhood friend of Carl Pilkington who's still a friend of his today he has an insight that's different from anyone else you'll hear um that we interview or anyone else you hear talk about the XFM shows and he also apart from that he was very engaging very very funny you know talked very well about Carl and certain bits I won't reveal them because you know go and listen and were really revealing weren't they they were really interesting Mm. Kind of in a way that you you could never get that from anyone else apart from Carl himself. Um, I mean, he gave us a clip of. I mean, talked talked to us initially. I think it was off air or maybe it was on air about having a round of golf with Carl with a a burnt out car on the course. Yeah. And I was thinking, wow, that's amazing. But I was thinking maybe it was totally happened, but it was like like much smaller car or something. But it was he sent us a video clip of it afterwards. So yeah, fantastic. You know, that's one of the things we posted with the interview. But you'll you'll enjoy it with Laurie. Not for us, yeah. but for him. So this one's from Steve Weller. Loved hearing Laurie chat about Carl and I'm going to watch the Flies at Condoms vid again now. Yeah, Great I'll stuff, do. fellas. Loved the confirmation of the horse in the house. I had a family who grew up on the estates in London and know those types of characters so well. So clearly it's not, you know, uniquely uh, exclusive to the North. There are those right. mental characters. Thank you. Who was that email from? Steve Weller. Steve Weller. Steve Weller. He sounds like a Radio 4 presenter. Steve Weller. Yeah. The afternoon. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the interview. And also it's nice when I hear that sort of thing, like, oh, I'm going to check out this because I heard the interview. So it's nice that you're checking out the uh, flies and condoms. I think I might check that out myself again. But um, yeah. <laughs> such an interesting video. But anyway, what's next? This is from Milhausen. And he says, a brilliant interview made me laugh on my fake walking commute to work in my own house this morning. So I'd like to know what that consisted of. Was it just going up the stairs? Just walking around your flat? Milhausen, thank you. Um, Whatever your commute to your living room involved, uh, I'm glad you found it funny and you enjoyed the interview. Thank you very much for your feedback. This is from Mr. Dilkenton, who was a DTRT. Hello, yeah. Brilliant. Your show seem more professional sounding when you are interviewing people. <laughs> Laurie's opening oh. statements had some stories, had some big stories from Carl Condensed. Great guest. One day you'll get Carl himself. And and can I just say, Mr. D, we did actually in, in our follow up uh, response via email, we did sort of say, can you put the good word for us, please? Because we do know that Carl has listened to the Detroit Spinners podcast. And, and so, he is well aware of our existence and probably dismisses it straight away. Yeah, well, the thing Laurie said, first of all, was like, before I think it was off air, is like, Carl hates anything to do with himself. He, he can't understand why the shows are popular. Like, so, you know, he, he ha- and he hates talking about them. So it's incredibly unlikely that he'd come on. But if, it, if we're ever going to get Carl, it would be because Laurie has kind of convinced him to go on the show. And we'd, we'd, we'd never approach Laurie or, or, or arrange an interview with Laurie as sort of a conduit to get Carl. It was never that. We wanted to interview Laurie on his own merits. But as we interviewed him and then we had sort of followed up with him, we did ask him if 
Carl will be interested. Yeah. So we're, watch this space. You know, you never know, although I do know pretty, pretty <laughs> much. But, um, you know, we, we are looking to get, obviously the big three guests will be Ricky, Carl and Steve. We don't think Ricky would ever do it, ever. Steve is a maybe and Carl is unlikely, but a, a slim maybe. So, but anyway, we're, we're working on it, rest assured, to get all of them on. Yeah. This is from Chimozu Fu. I love you guys' little giggles and mutterings to yourself when he first mentioned the paper round. <laughs> Great interview, by the way. Thank you. Um, this is Chimozu is, is a listener on our YouTube uh, platform where we also put out all of the shows. So I do uh, direct you to go there if you and indeed don't want to go to Apple or uh, Spotify, however you listen to your podcasts. But we do read all of your your emails and your comments. And, well, not um, all of them. We didn't read those ones that said, well, uh, let me just preface them now. Like, oh, they said, they say, they were, they were imitating Ricky and Steve. They obviously want to be Ricky and Steve. Not very entertaining. Oh. Two stars. We didn't read that one out. No. But anyway. Five stars we, upwards, we'll, please. Five stars we'll, upwards. Yeah, and, thanks, we'll, and also thanks to everyone that did comment and rate our podcast as a result of that interview. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Because I do like stats. I love, I'm a stat man. I'm you know, like, um, you know, the scat man. Oh, that was a tune, wasn't it? Maybe oh, we should we, put that in our... dance to that in my primary school leaving disco. I think it did. And what was the other one? I can't, I can't think. Maybe I'll put that Did in you my, so okay. dance to, um, to Become One by Spice Girls? I might, no, I don't think I did. Did Why? you, did you ever invite, like, anyone... Because I remember in our primary school disco, like um, I did actually ask someone, would they, would they, would you go to the, would you go to the? Oh dance no, I me? never did that. No, no, I, I wasn't. No, oh, I don't I, know why. No, not at school. Well, we, like we in the um secondary school one where you're more likely to have like actual partner. We all, all of my group of friends, we all just went just together instead of like going with a date, and one or two went with like a date, and some people hooked up with people during it but not me <laughs> but um other people yeah, well, i just imagine you you sitting there on your sofa and you're sort of waiting yes, there yes. with your parents and then then the door goes and it goes mom. ding dong and it goes oh hello <laughs> oh hello <laughs> and then my mum says that's for me um <laughs> no, but um no it's uh we had mr duck he was called mr what? duck the dj and uh, I think he's in prison now. No, that's libelous. He's not at all. No, it's, actually, it was called Ed the Duck was his proper name. Ed the Duck. And he, he DJ'd our primary school leaving too. But we are digressing here. What was your point about scat? What was he saying? I've totally forgotten. <laughs> Let's Lost move on to the next one. This one's from Accidental XFM, who is one of our partners who we like to sort of collaborate with regularly on Twitter. Uh, and and do and do follow Accidental by the way. Um, puts out some really funny memes and some nice trivia questions for you, XFM nuts. Wow, that interview with Laurie Peters was incredible. To know and hear that he was there for so many of those moments in Carl's life was really special. It's great to get that kind of insight. Well done, lads. Oh, you are very welcome, Accidental. Thank you very much, Accidental, and uh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and it's I'm pleased you enjoyed it. I've got three more. This is from Jamie Banks. Brilliant. Listen, lads, so interesting to hear some untold stories of someone I've spent nearly 20 years listening to. Really good of Laurie to share all of that. Was a great chat. And can't believe Tom York knew about the room with the dead flies. Mental. Thanks for the cast. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you for for messaging us. And we we do strive to please here at the Detroit Spinners. And may I just say, like with with the Laurie Peters, I was so keen to get this one out because I knew that a he would be a great guest, and b with with something that we've spent so long of so much of our lives lives obsessed by, and you get these behind the scenes insights. It's just so refreshing to hear new information and I don't want to talk about it too much when we first started this podcast it was like people were like oh I don't know about this you know should we listen to this is it worth it are they going to offer any new insights and so for me it was really great to have Laurie on and to offer something more and to sort sort of try and bring on board some of the the haters well there's what yeah 
the indifference. The indifference. But um, one person did comment once and say they offer no new insight. And I'll say this. We are not here to off to, to tell you in general, the general show bits that you do. We all know that we you know the shows as well as us. You know every line as, as we do. So we can't come on in a normal show and kind of tell you things you don't know, but we're just telling you our opinion. We're sort of just chatting around the show. And that's what it's always meant to be. However, and this is shared, Mars, we both wanted to get Laurie on very much because, and same with same with all the uh, people we've interviewed, because they do, they can offer new insight and different insight. But in the general normal show, I, that comment was like, well, no, of course we're not. We can't. What, what? in new actual facts can we offer we're not we're not here to offer new facts but actually with the interviews that is one thing where we can offer new insight well not us but our guests and um it's nice to know that the insight that we kind of got out of laurie has resonated with with people and uh, really appreciate it in, in your feedback and comments because we we were really hopeful about Laurie more than the other guests I think and he lived up to all our hopes and expectations absolutely as well. and a feeling that was um a feeling that was uh, that resonated with Sayoma this is the best podcast episode about RSK content without RSK so oh, that's really sweet thank you very great. much it's the only um, one we're, no, we are trying our hardest <laughs> well sometimes oh sorry we, uh, we we um yeah it's 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 something we enjoy doing but we do we do put kind of um it is like a passion for us this podcast and you know we we do work hard uh, kind of like around it i mean i don't actually mars does most of the work around it but yeah it's, it's but it's that's what i'm saying it's very nice when people uh enjoy it that's that's absolutely. it absolutely and the so, last one we've got from our xfm in the community segment is from phil thompson you guys smashed it this is the best insight i've heard love the story at the end with radiohead yeah it's great, great absolute fab story of radiohead as well and, and that bizarre bizarre house maybe we could all organize a school trip sometimes to uh tottenham court house all of us and our detrailties oh, i imagine that and it's and they're all wearing like high vis jackets, and we've got like a flag, like, and they have to follow us, <laughs> like when you see primary school children being taken out. Well, yeah. on, on that note, um, I've actually been out myself and recorded with my friends a little XFM in the community London tour, where I've um explored some of the London hotspots mentioned in the radio shows, and it will be exclusively available to uh, our Patreons, of which there are, there are a few of you now. And so, yeah. if you do want to see that exclusive content then um do do um head over to our site which there's a link in the description and you'll be able to see that that video there once it's ready and there'll be lots of other treats uh, set to come for I'm the christmas they, there will be a difference between i've said this last year but there will be a difference noticeable difference in the quality of editing between uh, my videos and mars but you know hopefully just as uh, just as just as good and for anyone who likes the detroit spinners there, there's something there for everyone Gary, we are wrapping up and I'm bored of talking to you, as I always say every week. Let's do our D-Trot Spinners library. This is where Gary and I select a song each that either has some sort of sentimental or some sort of meaning to us generally. And then we not not in my case this week, by the way, just so you know. Okay, that's good. And we put it into our Spotify playlist, which there'll be a link in the description. So you can listen to tons of Oasis there. Yeah, I'm glad. I want to kind of pass that on, you know, pass on my my obsession to others. Um, we were talking off air in the break, and I said, "Well, we'll get to this point, and let's have a pause for like five minutes whilst I think of a song." But I've got one. What's your song? It is Scatman. Ski oh, by, by Scatman John. Because so actually, in all sense, that does have an emotional tie to me because it, it was either very late in my primary school, very early in my secondary school, it kind of came out. And as I say, I do remember dancing to it at a disco somewhere, either primary school or it might be later than that. But and when you, as soon as you said it, it like it, you just said Scatman, and it just came back to me. So it does have a slight emotional draw if I can kind of. 
be so bold. Oh, absolutely. This one. Yeah. I like it. The, the other two songs, I don't know if you danced these in your school disco, but it was Five Keep On Moving. That was a big, but also um, Van Morrison. Just oh, want to dance the night away. Uh, yeah, we did dance. And I've just remembered another one. And I did slow dance to this. And what it was is it? Kiss From A Rose. Kiss oh, From A Rose. From Seal. From the wit. Seal, yeah. Sea Hull. From Sea Hull. Sea Hull. Um, <laughs> my my um my song that i would like to plug into the xfm library into the detroit spinners library sorry is uh we've been talking about them so it makes it only makes sense that we put in a nude from radiohead from the in rainbows oh, yeah. album which is a fantastic i heard it live and um yeah just brilliant yeah, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a fan probably not as it took me a long time just, to get into radiohead as well because i think i think they're the sort of band where you kind of need to be a certain age that's a huge generalization but you, you sort of need to have time to sort of mull on it and sort of respect the music a bit well they don't use very 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 standard and well trodden and used like and oasis did this they they did use it um sort of uh what would be called they don't use sort of um well-trodden and standard cliche little hooks in their music so they don't kind of use they don't i don't know what it is but they musical progression where you go from an a to a b to an a flat to a b you know that sounds kind of something that you that embraces you or that you embrace sorry so they they use their their music is far more kind of it's unique to them and they don't put in yeah. those mass market little little punchy little punchy. and of course you got like Johnny Greenwood who does like great musical scores to um uh, cinematic scores sorry to like, big films you know Phantom Thread There'll Be Blood like yeah fab anyway that was the show <laughs> this was the Detroit Spinners nice do get in touch with us <laughs> at spinnerspodcast at gmail.com or spinnerspodcast on Twitter any final notes Gary um no I've enjoyed the show we're finally back to doing spinners if you're um wondering if you'd been sort of sort of thinking oh I, I wish they'd do a spinners sooner like a normal one don't worry we've done this one we're gonna do I can't imagine anyone does think like that. But if you did, don't worry, we're going to do one next week as well. And in the run up to Christmas, we'll probably do a Christmas special. So listen out for that and do check us out on Patreon if you want. Don't have to, but, you know, it's just a nice little extra. And uh, yes, thanks for listening to this show. And thanks so much for your feedback, um, particularly on the Laurie interview. Always enjoy hearing your feedback and uh, reacting to it. And um, the interview seems to have gone down well. You know, it's no it's not for what we did well it's was, it was more Laurie just being an interesting guest but glad you enjoyed it yeah thanks for listening uh, for our Christmas special I should just mention we're kind of thinking it's a bit loose here so it's just an idea but send in ideas for sort of games and things that you might want us to play on air and we'll do a special show where we don't necessarily talk about an episode of the D-Trout Spinners but we'll talk we'll still talk around XFM and they can be XFM linked games but yeah, whatever you want us to play, let us know and we'll do us kind of special. And if no one responds to that, then I don't know, we'll just prop <laughs> we'll do a special. All right, we won't do one, okay? So you need to reply. Just no, whatever. We'll do something else. But um yeah, if you if you want us to do something on air, as long as it's legal, let us know. <laughs> do you want to eat great? And and, and yeah. see us next see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>